Hello friends, this is Mel Jeffcoat, and you are listening to episode one of my podcast. Now, why am I doing a podcast, you might ask? Well, several friends of mine are engaged in a 30-day challenge of producing and publishing content every day for 30 days, and most of them have chosen a podcast as their medium. And at least a couple of them have said that they did this because for them, speaking is more easy, comes more easily to them than writing. So they chose to do a podcast rather than writing an article or something every day. Now, for me, it's actually the opposite. Uh, I find writing more easy than speaking, especially off the cuff. And I actually do have a weekly newsletter, which link in the description to this. So I am now branching out and taking on the 30-day challenge to produce a podcast every day for 30 days in order to, one, improve my speaking ability, and two, to come up with some new ideas that I could use for, for my writing. The um, scope of this is going to be wide open whatever I happen to be thinking about that day and whatever I want to talk about is what I'll talk about. And uh, hopefully we'll get to some interesting things. Now the first thing I want to talk about today is why I like to read books that are older than I am and why I think everybody should, if you're a reader at all. And the reason for this is because, you know, when you read a book, you get into somebody else's mind the author's mind, their imagined characters if it's fiction, and that is one of the um, real advantages of reading a book is being able to get into somebody else's mind. But if you only read books that are current, you get that to some extent, but these are people that are in the same culture as you, the same time period, they're going to think fairly similarly to you. Now, if you read books from before you were born, or you even going further back hundreds of years, the people that were writing those books lived in a very different time. They had a very different set of ideas about the world, and it can be very easy to just sort of dismiss that, like, oh, so what, why did people believe that and, and not give it much more thought? But if you take the time to really try and understand why they had these ideas, why they believed the way they did, you will see things that the writer took for granted because this was just how the world worked at the time, or so they thought. But it's not how things work now. It's not how we think of things so it stands out. So it is a very good exercise to really try to understand and put yourself in that person's shoes to see why they believe the things that they're writing about and which attitudes that they're not even aware of are coming through. And once you get some practice with that, then you can take a look at the attitudes and beliefs of your own time now 
and you can start to deconstruct them. You can start to recognize them as not necessarily the truth. It's just a set of mental habits that are popular right now. And you can step outside of your own culture and learn to cast a critical eye upon the things that you are supposed to believe, the things that you are supposed to experience. And maybe you decide that you don't want to believe those things. Maybe you start to think for yourself more so. And it's because you have something else to compare it to. In one of John Michael Greer's earliest blogs, blog posts, he wrote about how having one story is like uh, having no stories at all. Because if you only have one story to make sense of the world, then you're not aware of that story, and it owns you. Whereas if you pick up two stories, three stories, many stories, suddenly you have all of these different ways to approach the world, and you can choose. When you only have one, there's no choice to be made. You don't even know that there's a choice. But when you know that there's multiple ways to look at something, then you can choose the one that's most appropriate. I was thinking about the subject of reading old books because a young friend of mine for his 17th birthday was asking for a list of books that uh, people wish they had read sooner or were very found very uh, important to them. And so I was really trying to think about what I was going to suggest to him. And there were a lot of good suggestions, a lot of philosophy and history and ways of thinking, all good suggestions. Not all of them that I've read that were suggested, but they looked good. Uh, but I decided to go in a little bit different way. And I recommended the Illuminatus Trilogy to him by... Um, Oh, I'm forgetting his name. Robert Robert Anton Wilson, and there was another. There was a co-author as well. Um, but this book was written in the early '70s, I believe, and it's about uh, conspiracy theories and counterculture and drugs and all sorts of fun things on the surface, which was all that's all interesting in and of itself. But the deeper exploration is about the conflict, the eternal conflict between chaos and order. And in the book, the protagonists are on the side of chaos. But in the end, you find that each of those forces have their own place. And it's what you do with them. You could even say, you could call it the force of creativity that makes proper use of both of those forces to come up with something else. And there's a lot of other things in that book. Um, it's not for everybody. It's written in a sort of stream of consciousness sort of way, and it follows the point of view of many different characters with no warning slip from one to another. Uh, 
so it does take some work to figure out what's going on, but in my opinion, it's worth it if this sounds at all interesting. And I have actually read the full trilogy probably half a dozen times. I first read it when I was about 21 or 22, I think. So in the last 20 years, I've read it probably about six times. And every time I find something new, something interesting, something that's still relevant to the world that we live in now. So I think that will be all for today. Uh, again, my name is Mel Jeffcoat. I write a weekly newsletter about um, transformation in general, speaking at the moment of uh, historic preservation and restoring 200-year-old houses in the city that I live in, which is Wheeling, West Virginia. So uh, that will be down. The link to that will be in the description of this podcast if you have any interest in signing up for that. But um, that is a, a very a more constrained topic, whereas this podcast is going to go all over the place. So with that, I don't have a clever tagline yet, but uh, hope everybody who happens to listen to this has a, a great day, and go out and read a book that's older than you. <laughs>